Burn the witch. Not until I get Vortex of Doom. Speaking of which, can I have 3,000 XP? <laughs> Do other work. What could go wrong? I mean, when you absolutely positively have to kill an entire room full of enemies, then accept no substitute. While Martin and Zarkov are on the way back to the villa, then you guys can interrogate Eldrick Marin. So you haul him into your gun cutter and uh, basically strap him down in one of the seats. And all, all of you guys sit around him. Katha with his bolt pistol. Natalie Corvus with her silenced stub automatic. And um, Tyrus with force staff and mine bullets. I do want to point out, I'm still wearing my mask from the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Tyrus has been very particular that he's never letting any part of his face show throughout the whole ball. And he had, like, the full face black mask. Even so. as he's, like, running and stuff and, like, it's fogging up and <laughs> it's getting all sweaty. Mm-hmm. Tyrus is dedicated. <laughs> I'm keeping it that way, too, so that uh, the nerd has no idea who he's dealing with. Everybody else's masks are like, they have the mouth open. That's just sort of standard masquerade ball mask. Tyrus was very particular that he got a full face one. Crazy psyker. All right, so um, what, do you, um, what do you do now that you've got uh, Eldrick Marin in the gun cutter? Well, the first thing I'm probably going to do is I'm just going to vox in to Martin and Zarkov. And just ask them for an update and if they've gotten back to House Oberon yet. I give him a really hard nudge before he finishes the word Oberon. Unless, <laughs> unless you know, Eldrick Marin would not be able to hear him boxing that in. I go into the cargo holds that <laughs> can't overhear my conversation. Okay. So um, Zarkov and Martin went back to the villa where you guys were living. So you can get whatever extra equipment and whatnot you might need. Yeah, so you're there at House Oberon, so you can continue your conversation then. Tyrus, did you just want an update, or were you going to ask him anything specific? Well, yes, I wanted to know if they had gotten back, and also if they'd be picking up any other additional equipment before they came back, and when they think that they could be here at the gun cutter. Uh, I'll be picking up my ring ding-ding. I don't know if I need my sniper rifle, but is there anything else anyone needs? Obviously, I'm going to grab my grenades. Can you bring my bolt gun? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I will find the person who took your bolt gun. I will disembowel them and I will return it to you. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Um, but while this is all going on, Natalie is like giving uh, Eldrick Marin a death stare with her uh, pistol very prominently displayed, resting oh. against her leg. What other um, equipment did you guys pick up? You, you wanted your chainsaws. Um, you could bring everything, so that includes like everyone's spare weapons, their armor, their like camo cloak or whatever for Zarkov. <laughs> Basically, just everything. <laughs> Packing it into your uh, little trunks and bringing them in the car with you. Yep, and civilians won't suspect a thing when like guys are running through the streets with five different guns covered in grenades and like you know being like nothing to see here. Well, you've got it in a box right now. Oh, okay. They're At least they're in a box. Yeah. You're basically just bundling up all your equipment into the boxes and bring it down into a car. Do you want to have a driver take you there, or are you going to drive? Okay. You also have Zarkov's trike. Do you yeah. want to drive that? Okay. It's um big enough to hold all your equipment, plus both of you. I think we should drive ourselves because while you have you have actual driving in the meantime while you guys are packing your stuff up we can go back to eldrick marin tied to a chair in the gun cutter are you guys gonna wait till they get here to commence the interrogation who gets here uh are are, um tyrus and Ketho are gonna wait for martin zarkov before they start interrogating eldrick marin who has highest interrogation skill that's a good question who has the interrogation skill i believe me i have it well, that's what I mean, like, who is the highest level? I just have the first one. Yeah. I don't have it. You're Arbides, so you get your special bonus on interrogation. Yeah. This will be, like, an extended 
test. Uh, let me actually look up exactly how interrogation works in the rulebook. You know, somehow, this is actually the first time you guys have used interrogation as acolytes at the Inquisition. Usually we don't have live people to hang out with. <clears throat> this is true. Yeah. But maybe just Zarkov. They usually but... don't survive. <laughs> Whether or not we killed them. <laughs> A lot of our friends die, too. <laughs> just everybody does. Uh, it must be heresy. <laughs> So yeah, Tyrus, what should we start asking uh, Eldrick Marin? I have a good leading question, but I think I'll just confuse him. Do you want to hear it, though? Sure. Where are the other drugs going? <laughs> I don't know, I swear. Swear to me. <laughs> All right, so the way interrogation works is it, um, to make an interrogation test, it takes an hour or more. I'll say it takes one hour because it's not like a super invasive interrogation procedure you don't have like an excruciator kit or anything for interrogation right i have my medical mechadendrite uh yes if you want to wait for martin i'd actually give you like a slight it's a plus bonus. 10 bonus yeah does it actually say it works for interrogation because yes. i think it does yeah very specifically yeah <laughs> when martin gets here you'll have his uh skull on a stick to interrogate people with it's always an opposed test with your um, interrogation skill versus the target's willpower. And depending on which method you're using to interrogate, you can choose whether you want to use your willpower or your fellowship. It takes an hour to make a test. You get, for each degree of success by which you beat the interrogatee, then you get one question answered. If you fail, then um, you get nothing of worth uh, if you fail by two degrees or more gives 1d10 plus the interrogator's willpower bonus and damage the subject and prevents any further interrogation for 1d5 days so because we overdid it yep so don't fail <laughs> accidentally tear a nipple off okay. uh, Zarkov what's your willpower wouldn't you like to know DM um, uh, 42 42, okay. Um, I think you're actually probably the best interrogator in the group. You, I as an arbiter, lack of emotional connection to the things around me from being untouchable. <laughs> yeah, and um, I think I'll give you make people uncomfortable your, on purpose. Yeah, your soulless aura, I think, will give the minus 10 penalty to whoever is trying to resist your interrogation as well. Well, nice. what, if, what could uh, Zarkov and I get if we teamed up together? Because I'm actually I'm in training and interrogation. My fellowship is actually 52. Ooh. Can we actually good cop, bad cop him? There is a talent called coordinated interrogation, which lets yes. you help each other out, actually. I thought about getting that at one point. So, that's a good thing to get in the future. But it, it takes Obviously, I guess it's too late now. It takes some training and coordination to learn how to do that properly with one another. So I guess I'll just give like there's going to be a few modifiers added up here. All right, so Eldrick will get minus 10 to resist from Soulless Aura. He's also going to get a plus 10 because he thinks he's better than you, which is actually one of the things listed in the book as <laughs> a reason <laughs> for the interrogatee to get a bonus. You guys will get minus 10 because the inside of the gun cutter is actually a fairly luxurious place. It's not your typical interrogation room. And you get a plus 10 for the um, Medicaid Mechadendrite. And uh, I'll give you plus 10 because there's five of you, all of whom are visibly armed, and he's tied up in a chair facing all of you. So um, overall, you guys will get plus 10 to your roll, and uh, Eldrick's bonuses and penalties negate each other out. So he's um. got plus zero. Is there any way that on our way there, since Zarkov knows we're interrogating people, that uh, with his familiarity with crime scenes being in the Arbatees, and plus not wanting to ruin the interior of the ship, like <laughs> get, like plastic layers and stuff, oh, God, like this yeah. down. And, you know, well, you don't want to leave any traces in the ship in case someone comes to investigate what happened to this poor uh, nobleman, especially if we accidentally kill him. I'm just saying our tendencies. If you make a um, security plus 20 roll, I'll say you could break into the um, the garden shed at the Oberon Villa where you're staying and get some like tarps out of there. 
Okay, okay, good, good, good. Yeah, you succeeded. Yeah, just barely. <laughs> yeah, so you, uh, Jimmy opened the lock to the garden shed, and there's a few tarps in there that you can bring out to the car with you. Awesome, awesome. Uh, is there anything else that you want to get while you're in the garden shed? <laughs> uh, maybe a couple buckets, uh, some hoses or something. <laughs> uh, a watering can. Uh, do there's we have little... any vegetation? <laughs> so, no, 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 for, no. Uh, for waterboarding. Zarkov's not into stealing yeah. from people. He just yeah. takes what he needs, and that's it. <laughs> but you could use like a green watering can with little pink flowers on the side to waterboard him. <laughs> 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 okay, so no, no watering can then. But you, yeah, you get no. the tarps, and you head off to the gun cutter. I don't want to actually take too much from the guy. I mean, if the guy comes in there, he's like, oh, they took my tarps. Then he has to turn around and be like, oh, they took my watering can. Why? That <laughs> was my grandma's watering can. At least it'll just be like, I just have to get new tarps. Yeah. Well, so you just grab a couple tarps and you go. Uh, it's it's <laughs> enough to cover up the uh, nice interior of the shuttle. I leave a note saying your tarps are serving the Imperium. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. No, not the Inquisition. Just, just your tarps are serving the Imperium. Yep. <laughs> All right. I guess you guys are going to wait until Zarkov gets back with the stuff in order to do the interrogation. Sure. So, I'll still look threateningly at Elder Baron. I'm just wondering if before we splatter blood all over our nice shiny gun cutter, if there's anything I can do with my powers to at least loosen his mind a little bit or at least confuse him. What powers do you have? So between Erasure, Hallucination, Dominate, and Suggestion, I think that's a pretty good arsenal Hmm. of mind bullets. I could give you an extra, like, plus 10 on your interrogation roll, but any roll of doubles that Zarkov makes when interrogating will cause perils of the warp or psychic Ah! phenomena. No pressure. Yeah, so it will have a chance of causing psychic phenomena. But uh, you can get a little bit of extra bonus by doing that. Um, well, I'll leave that so, up to you, Zarkov, if you really want me to do that. I'm okay yeah. with it. Zarkov um, does not fear the warp. <laughs> that's because, Zarkov, you get like a plus 30 bonus to resist any kind of perils of the warp stuff that happens. Yeah. So I'll be you okay. You don't care. <laughs> the only one I'm really kind of worried about is Ketho, but that's because he called me a friend. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> No. <laughs> Alright, so do you want the psychic assistance? Uh, yeah, sure. Tyrus, do you want to give him the psychic assistance? Sure. <laughs> you do still have that <laughs> Alright, so uh, in that case, you just drive through the porcelain district. The festivities are still going on. Even if the people weren't invited to the ball, which most people weren't, because it's a very creme de la creme of society event. Then uh, there's celebrations going on all over the place. There's like a almost like a fair in the middle of the middle square of town uh, with performers and lots of people celebrating and drinking and being merry. They've all got masks on out here as well because they're all having their own sort of version of the masquerade ball. And um, you drive through the town. Um, you notice that as you go past that central area, there's a house Oberon guards serving as police who are just sort of not making it look like a crime scene, but gently discouraging people from going up that way towards the um, the scene of the masquerade ball. Mm. So you go um, past all that and to the hangar. There's a lot of pedestrian traffic, but not a lot of vehicle traffic. So you get there in a decent amount of time, 20 minutes or so. And then uh, you get out and uh, you pull up close to the gun cutter and can unload the stuff. Zarkov, as you guys are unloading this stuff, you think you see out of the corner of your eye one of the little surveillance servo skulls looking in your direction. But then yeah. when you go to like take a, a look at it, then you uh you don't see it anymore. Mm. I keep on my path. There's nothing I can do about it, even if they find me. Time is of the essence. You bring all the gear into the uh cargo hold of the gun cutter. Um, what color is your gun cutter, by the way? I don't know if we ever established that. Do we have group colors? Purple. Purple! Make me black and purple. 
I with guess. like gold trimming Ooh. or silver, whichever you guys prefer. I personally <laughs> like the gold. It's more flamboyant, very imperial. Yeah, the gold is imperial. Yeah. <clears throat> so we'll do a black ship with purple highlights and gold trimming. Yeah. Mm. Black ship, purple highlight, gold. We'll get right on that. I like how quickly that happened. That's a very rare thing with this group. All right, then. Zarkov, you make your uh, interrogation roll. Okay, and can I use a fate point to increase the roll by 10? Yes. All right. But do it. It's worth it. Here goes nothing. There we go. There we go. As long as he doesn't roll amazing. Ah! He doesn't. He actually rolls the 94. Um, So, yeah. What's your willpower bonus? Uh, Four. Okay, so you can ask him four questions, which he must answer. What's Zarkov's interrogation method? It doesn't have to oh, involve stabbing. Oh, breaking fingers? Okay, I guess Zarkov's method does involve stabbing and <laughs> breaking things. Well, Zarkov wouldn't really be the talking kind of interrogation type. He's more that silent guy that you don't want to be interrogating you because he doesn't talk, he doesn't make any emotions, and he keeps on just cutting away. Well, right now he's not cutting away. He's just breaking limbs, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Start with small way. digits, toes. All right, so you basically just have your knife or something, and you use that to um, start uh, eliciting information from him. The tarps come in handy here. Um, yeah, that's why I got them. Yep. Walls of the gun cutter are pretty well soundproofed, so nobody outside hears anything. But grits his teeth for a surprisingly long time before he starts screaming a bit. Obviously, I'm not trying to do any actual damage, just cause pain. Yes. What questions do you want to ask? Where are you keeping the Psyker? Wait, we have no idea whether he knows that. He does know that. Oh. Alright. Yeah, Felicia confirmed to us that they were kept in Eldrick's house, or the Marin house facility somewhere, and so the Psyker was still there, and was still at least maybe partially alive. <laughs> Everyone else was dead. So he should know. <laughs> after much coaxing, he says that after interrogating and finding that Romulus wouldn't give up anything, he was a very strong willed individual, then um he uh gave him back to Shade, the faceless traitor, to sell. That was a week or so ago. Oh shit. Shade, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, that begs the next question. Where can we find shade? Uh, well, I, uh, I don't, I don't know where he operates personally, but I've met him. He comes in on a ship from outside the hive, somewhere on planet, but I don't know where specifically. I would ask him something more about the faceless trade. I mean, we know House Marin is under suspicion, but why were they operating out of House Oberon? Is there some question we can ask him relating to that? Uh, we could say break down the structure of the faceless trade in this hive, or this hive's role in the faceless trade. Oh boy, I am going to get my notebook from my backpack because there's a lot of information that he can tell you about that. Good. Just hold on. <laughs> okay, so um, basically, the the organization of the faceless trade here. Shade is the faceless trader in charge. He has three lieutenants that run different parts of his operation. He has the uh, head of acquisitions, the head of operations, and the head of distribution. The head of distribution is the person in charge of selling and distributing the goods that he sells among the hive. This person is the one who approached Eldrick Marin in the first place about setting up these sort of faceless trade deals and also got in touch with the other people in the hive who are in on this. The head of operations is the head of the gray armored mercenaries who are security for all the phases trade operations on the planet. And uh, the head of acquisitions, they're in charge of hunting down new things to get. They'll liaise with relic hunters and smugglers and stuff from off planet to bring in more goods. The head of the distribution is also the direct superior of the auctioneer that Ketho talked to. The auctioneer is the one who runs this sort of thing. 
he's not sure if there's um more operations than just this auction or if there's even more on other planets as well. He doesn't know if Shade is here all the time. He's only met with Shade twice himself. Their base of operations is somewhere outside of the hive. The security is also provided partly by their operations department, partly by a man who Eldrick doesn't know his name, but he's the um, head spy master of House Oberon. So House Oberon is involved. What was the name of the, the faceless traitor himself again? It goes by Shade. Also, uh, one thing that Eldrick did mention when he was talking about the organization is that each of those little arms is very independent from each other. Basically, the only point of communication between them is on a need-to-know basis or through Shade. So we they, cut off the head of the snake. It's very much compartmentalized, so if anyone's compromised, then they won't rat out the rest of them. That's smart. Also, because you were using psychic assistance, I'll say that, um, Tyrus, when Eldrick Marin mentioned people's names, you used your mind scan to pull up a picture of their face. And um, you don't recognize any of the people personally, but you know what the people in question look like now, so you'd be able to recognize them. Okay. One more question. What about, do you know where Ophelia is? Mm-hmm. Is she important to our mission? Not really. She's very important to Natalie. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Well, we could throw Natalie that bone, I guess. Also, Ophelia Good. was helping out the Acolytes here. So she was an Inquisition asset. All right. That's no loose ends. So is that what you're asking? Yeah. Ophelia, he said, um, she was also in the dungeons for a time, but um, she tried escaping a couple times, and she was just too much trouble to heave around, so we uh, gave her also to Shade. They only sent her off two days ago. So at this, Natalie visibly, like, straightens up and has a sense of purpose in her eyes. She's always been particularly driven, but now she has a sense of purpose that you've never quite seen before and is actually a little bit frightening. When this happens, you hear like a little cheeping from uh, the data slate that uh, Martin, that you've set up to keep track of the, well, tracking devices that you put into cargo. And uh, it's cheeping because one of the trackers is approaching the limit of transmitter range. We should check the data slate and see what's going on. Okay. Martin? You see that two of the um, tracking devices in question actually are outside the hive and moving very, very fast away from the hive. All right. So they're on um, the ship. It's a couple hundred kilometers per hour. I say, gentlemen, we appear to be in our gun cutter. I suggest we use it. Let's do it. Let's go. Follow that tracker. What do you do with Eldrick Marin? Keep him. Um, Keep him. Keep him. Bargaining chip. Well, do we even have like a way to hold him? He's tied up in a chair. He'll get out. They he always won't. do. Yeah, that only works in the movies. Um, I'll break um, his legs. Do you have any like <laughs> manacles or anything? Oh, I do. Oh, there you go. I can put him in manacles. <laughs> there you go. You can manacle him to some kind of a, a post, one of the legs of the chair that's bolted into the floor. This is one of Shade's prime contacts. You know, he's a human shield. He's mm-hmm. a married shield for us. Don't forget to stuff a dirty <clears throat> rag in his mouth. All right, so uh, you fire up the gun cutter. Who's going to be flying this thing? Obviously, Zarkov. Yeah, it's going to say mm-hmm. me, probably. In addition to the pilot seat, there's the co-pilot, and there's a gunner seat on each of the um, me, me, twin I'm heavy bolters. Plus, my ballistic skill sucks. <laughs> so actually, you're going to be co-pilot? Yeah, I actually did get an advancement, but it's 40 now. Oh, good. Zarkov, you'll get a plus 10 to all your operate rolls. Nice. Um, because Martin's co-piloting the thing. Yeah, um, I have Martin, operators and navigate. Yeah, you can be like navigator. You also can fire the weapons that are pilot-controlled if Zarkov needs to use all his actions to do maneuvers and that sort of thing. Because there will be times when you're trying to use all your actions from maneuvering and can't spare the time to fire, in which case the co-pilot can take over. That's awesome. Um, Anyone who has the Operate Aeronautica skill counts as being proficient (coughs) with all weapons mounted to that vehicle. Perfect. 
Tyrus and Ketho, do you guys have Operate Aeronautica? I do. I do as well, yes. Excellent. So you're all proficient with the weapons. Um, Tyrus and Ketho, will, you'll each be controlling one of the turret-mounted twin-linked heavy bolters. Yes. Uh, so you are on gunnery duty. It's approaching the edge of the 10-kilometer tracking range pretty quickly. And so you peel out very fast from the uh, hangar. One of like the runway controllers is waving frantically at you to slow down with his little <laughs> cones. Yeah, freaking pedal to the metal. Uh, you uh, um, blast past him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, you fly right out and uh, come um, within like two wing lengths of another aircraft that's coming in to land, but you fly out of the hangar. So, Eric, I, I take a moment to quickly switch into my Imperial Guard flak armor, which was brought in the box. Mm-hmm. Who ended up with the carapace armor that Zarkov had, by the way? Pretty sure it was me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Martin, the, the walking slab of ceramite. Yes. <laughs> ceramite and metal limbs. Yes. That's the way I like to think about it, though, is that he's got enough augmented parks that it's basically like being more armored, because who cares if they get shot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the contacts on your um, tracker... They're slightly out of radar range right now. Um, are you going to keep it that way, or are you going to try and close with the targets? From the position of the trackers, it looks like they're on two separate vessels. Well, by radar range, you, we want to stay out of their detection range. Uh, how does mm-hmm. that sort of thing um, work it's in this? Basically, I'd have you make a um, actually a stealth roll to um, fly such that you're not in their radar range. Your cruising speed is faster than the target's cruising speed, so you can maintain whatever distance from them you want, basically. Warp level three, Mr. Sulu. Yeah. <laughs> this feels much more like a Star Wars uh, scene. I got some maneuvers. I'm going to drift lazily to the left. <laughs> drift lazily. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do a barrel roll. Quickly, Fox, do a barrel roll. Mm-hmm. All right. Stealth roll. Any modifiers? It'd be modified by the maneuverability of your vessel, which is plus zero. Basically, any kind of um, operate test or test of handling the vehicle is at plus zero, so it's just normal difficulty. Particularly nimble vehicles give you a bonus, and clunky ones will give you a penalty. That's not good. All right. Uh, ooh. Well, you fail less than they fail, so... Yeah. They're not paying attention, Mm-hmm. Also, who said a freaking transport aircraft is going to have good freaking detection radar? Or any probably, radar at all? Actually, whoever's got um, Common Lore Underworld can make a roll. Oh my that. god! Yeah! <laughs> I think actually a lot of you have Common Lore oh, Underworld. I have, well, I have you, you have every lore, so you can make a roll. Yeah. Hey! I'm <clears throat> um, Underworld-tastic. Better. What? Damn it, Martin. Mm-hmm. You and your computer brain know too much. Please. Yes. I got a 10. All right. So um, Martin technically has five degrees of success plus one for infused knowledge, so six degrees of success. <laughs> um, and Ketho has three degrees. Do I know who um, designed their radar specifically? Yeah, I can mean, I don't know. If right. you took a look at it, you would. <laughs> but um, you both know that um, smugglers typically will have... Um, fairly innocuous looking cargo lifters as their preferred transport of choice to uh, avoid suspicion. Martin, you know that they uh, are typically heavily modified with like shielded cargo compartments, sometimes extra weapons, sometimes advanced scanners. So that they're usually pretty heavily aftermarket modified things that you wouldn't find typically available in dealership manual. So it's it's entirely possible that they could have better than normal sensors. Yeah. And uh, could be armed. All right, so um, you're staying out of their sight line. You do that for a while. You make another make another test with stealth. Because as it. you Don't go worry. along a little farther. You guys did great. Right, they're just not paying attention at all. Maybe there's a little bit of... <laughs> it's my first time piloting, guys. Yeah. One more test, because uh, you're following them through canyons now. 
you've gotten some significant distance away from the main hive spires. And, um, getting the hang of it, getting the hang of it. There we go. You guys follow them pretty easily. It's, It's very lucky that you have a transmitter which has better range than the radar on the ship. Especially given the, the the radar might be longer range normally, but there's a lot of static in the Acheron air, well, and there's right. a lot of canyons and such blocking radar. Yeah, but the transmitter is helping you keep track of them. And um, you notice that as you go through the canyons, the air gets noticeably warmer. It's uh getting up higher and higher on the scanners. Your radar and topographic map overlays showing that you're getting close to the area that the locals call the caldera which is a giant uh essentially crater shaped active volcano which you mean it's a caldera yes it is a caldera the, 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 is that why they it is it actually caldera? what a caldera is yes i know, <laughs> I know it is That's why funnily, like... funnily enough the caldera is a caldera but it's the you... caldera right yes it's the caldera it's the biggest caldera and a lot of people speculate it's responsible for the weather patterns because of all the heat it kicks off into the air. Your sensors show that you're going to be approaching the edge of the canyon very soon. Then your targets fly out of the canyon and right towards the caldera. Do you want to continue following them? You're going to be flying out into the open unless you want to stick real close to the ground, which might let you avoid their notice too. Or burst into flames. The gun cutter is void capable, so it has enough heat shielding to withstand re-entry into the atmosphere. Oh, okay. So it's probably going to be fine flying over a caldera. Well, I mean, cool. I mean, John just fails by six degrees of success again, and then we end up in the lava. That, <laughs> that could happen. Let's that risk it. Happen. Let's risk um, it. Also, scenarios, we um, refresh your fate points. No pressure, John. Yay! Worst case scenario is we give Eldrick Marin a fiery death. Uh, at, at this point, Eldrick Marin's like, where? Where on earth are we going? Where are you taking? Where we're are you not, taking me? We're not on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Where in Terra are you taking me? Well, he'll probably recognize it. <laughs> I look at him and I say, "You're not the only one who's been working for Shade. You failure!" As I put my pistol in his face, he just like looks at you with disdain. Hey, at least I can do my job. Let people let people get out of your dungeon. This is how I got him in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Bolt pistol pointed at face. Yeah, and just pretending that I'm on, you know, that I'm some sort of sleeper agent. Yeah. All righty. What's your your move? Let's try to stay stealthy. Surprises. Uh, because, like, like, I would say if once we knew pretty much exactly where they were going for maybe shoot them down before they actually get to their location. Mm -hmm. We couldn't really masquerade as them. Um, Well, why not? Why not? I mean, we can still, I I can still pull up a sleeper cell thing. We have Eldrick Marin. I did tell their auctioneer Mm -hmm. earlier that I was taking because he had potentially been colluding with inquisition. So I had to, we had to interrogate him. We have some light cover. We should fly quietly as long as possible. If we can stay out of their sight, that's good. At some point, we will be revealed, but the less time they have to react and to fact check, the more time we will have to pump them with alternative facts, as the phrase is nowadays. Yeah, I'm just trying to think how we could use Marin as a cover um, effectively. I just imagine him being on this like wooden chair and me like pushing him as the chair scrapes along the ground, hiding behind him with a bolt pistol, shooting at bad guys. <laughs> as guns are firing, you just hear this along the ground. <laughs> Something like that would work. Basically, we could just leave with him as a human shield. We'll get to a point where if we disembark somewhere, two people can get in the gun cutter's guns as cover and then i can walk out you know pushing him ahead of me and like oh my god look at how much he's betrayed you Mm. he told me all the things and then tyrus hits him with a suggestion to say i work with the inquisition and bam we're Mm. in hopefully yeah 
what could go wrong? This is going to require a lot of rolling. <laughs> That's fine. I'll take the risk again. Yeah, I know it. The biggest I'm issue I was having is just non-recognition of the ship. Uh, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. we could say that it's um, it's the ship belonging to Eldrick and his colluding Inquisition friends. Well, they have no way of knowing that our ship's an Inquisition ship, so I'm not sure if we should even suggest it might be. I've already said that he's linked with the Inquisition, and that's why we had to interrogate him. So it could be the follow-ups. Like, we found a ship. We brought it to you with Eldrick Marin. Now you guys need to search the ship while we go talk to Shade. In the meantime, um, you're rapidly approaching the edge of the canyon. It's like about two and a half kilometers to the edge of the caldera from here. You can set down somewhere in the uh, canyon. You can try and use the rock spires along the ground to wind a little way closer on your ship. Yeah, let's let's try to get closer with the ship, but in a stealthy manner, sort of. So Zar- Zarkov, make an operate test. Um, Sounds good. Plus 10 from Martin's co-piloting. Is this considered void ship right now or aeronautica? Aeronautica. Void ship is something like a frigate-sized ship. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> not targeting or, or not doing a... Wait, are you trained in that, John? Yeah, I'm trained in all three. That's awesome. <laughs> just in case you need to drive any of those. Yeah, just in case you need to hijack a frigate. <laughs> it happens sometimes. John, you uh, did adequately. Yes, ah. adequate. It's actually approaching dawn now. Light's just starting to peek out over the horizon, but it's still pretty dark. And uh, at one point, you have to like raise the ship up and actually fly over the rocks and stuff because uh, a bit came up faster than you were anticipating, but it doesn't seem like the ships have noticed. And now you are in visual range of the ships. You can see that there are, in fact, three little shuttles flying in a uh, little formation with each other. How close are you going to get to the caldera? Uh, so do we want to, like, attack them and board them or follow them? As you guys are thinking of your plans, the ships um, fly sort of over the caldera and take, like, an arcing flight path and um, go very, very slow and come to rest at the edge of the caldera. If the caldera is like a clock and you're at about the 6 o'clock point, they land around the um, the eight o'clock part of the caldera, so they're um, five kilometers along the rim to their landing site. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And you you guys are at this point about a kilometer from the edge of the caldera. Are they doing anything once they land in? Uh, so are you gonna are you gonna wait? We should probably shadow them for a minute. They're obviously waiting for someone, and yeah. if we just attack uh, them, they're not gonna show up. They sort of. Engage their uh, vertical takeoff thrusters and slowly float down past the rim of the caldera so you can't see them anymore. But they're coming in just inside the lip of the caldera, it looks like. Your sensors are a little bit scrambled at this point because of all the heat interference from the caldera. IR sensors, for instance, are not going to see anything right now. And so they uh, float down out of your line of sight. All right, well, we go to where they disappeared, I guess. Zarkov, you're the pilot. Is that where you're going? Sure. Are you staying along the outside of the caldera or going inside? You won't be able to see them unless you're on the inside. But you know approximately where they disappeared from view. I guess I go on the inside. All right. So you um, nice. bring it down slow. You're going maybe 50 kilometers per hour straight forwards at this point, taking it really easily. In a short amount of time, pop over the lip and um, turn around to see whatever's on the inside there. It looks like there's a cave on the inside rim of the caldera. The cave sort of goes into the lip of the caldera, and there's a big flat area that has some cones set out to make a makeshift landing zone. Three shuttles are coming to land there. You can see what looks like a small base inside there with several tents and storage houses and they've got a um quad auto cannon anti-aircraft array as well set up jeez don't get shot by that can we just um, can we just torch the place <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So that, that was I mean, one of the options I was thinking about, but at the same time, it's like I mean, we have a forgetting space. Yeah, I know there's people there. We gotta. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just <laughs> until you get the chance to question someone, you should not kill them all. No, that's no, that's fair. These other ships are landing here. Yeah, they already. Have. Yes, they're landing. So you're you're on the inside of the caldera. So what what are you doing right now? Well, we have to go in. Do we want to talk our way in, or we do we want to let our weapons talk their way in? I might wait a few, so it's a little less suspicious that we show up immediately after the shuttles do. If we're gonna talk our way in, that's smart. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah, makes sense. And we get a chance too to. Well, our sensors really aren't working, but for us to sort of scan and assess. Well, the, can we view what's going on down there without being seen? Not really. Where you are right now, you're probably within visual range already. Yeah. You don't have anything to hide behind. We could delay a few seconds and then we can give them a call in, you know, looking for landing. At this point, you see um, you see some commotion on the pad and uh, the quad autocannon array starts turning to face you. Call them. Call them. Call them. Call them. Yes. Cather, are you going to rush to the um, co-pilot area to speak over communications with them? Yes, I will do that. All right. You call them. What do you say? I say, hold, hold your fire. Hold your, hold your fire. Unidentified vessel on approach. Come in slowly for a landing or we will open fire. All right. We're coming in slowly. We're coming in slowly. <laughs> I, I turn Zarkov. Can we come in slowly? Yeah, we can come in slowly. As I hit the pedal to the metal. Ah! <laughs> oh, God. All right. The uh, quad autocannon array is pointed directly at you and tracks you all the way in. There is a small um, area left on the pad. It looks like it was meant for these three shuttles plus maybe one more ship. Upon uh, closer inspection, you recognize these as Arvis lighters, which are pretty common shuttles used for cargo hauling throughout the Imperium. Gray with no identifying markings. And so you come in and land in the remaining spot. And you notice there's um, people that have been in the middle of unloading crates from the shuttles. And they all sort of skitter to the side as you come in. There's uh, at least a dozen of the gray-armored mercenaries lining up around the pad with the las guns brandished. There's more in the background. I say to uh, Sarkov and Martin, be ready use, to use the auto guns. Yeah, I would and point if the, this, the and if this goes towards the Hydra. I wouldn't do that, just be ready to. But if... Well, you can make it look like you're just landing it. Oh. You can definitely land in such a position that the... Um, Auto cannons have the Hydra array in their battery because Davis is correct. It's technically called a Hydra auto cannon array. Yeah. Okay, cool. But I say, if I don't come back, it's been an honor <laughs> serving with you. Don't wait for me. I got to put on a little bit of a show. Okay, keep your microbeat on so that we can hear everything. Yes. Or you should be able to hear if they start asking for verification from Eldrick. I think I know my angle. Okay, well, I'm going to take Eldrick. I got my armor on. I still have my mask on so that if maybe the auctioneer is around here, he'll notice, he'll recognize me. And I'll angrily walk out with Eldrick, basically like throwing him out mm -hmm. as I yeah. walk all cocky with my... With all my sorts of... On him. You count, there's 15 gray armored soldiers, some of them from the shuttles, some of them in the base already. 15 of them all aiming their las guns, and there's maybe twice that number of people who are just in, like, either auctioneer robes or gray coveralls or various civilian clothes who have, like, maybe a las pistol at their hip uh, and are, like, moving crates around. God, am I going to have to butcher all these people? I say, where's the, where's the auctioneer? A line of troops, parts, and uh, a woman wearing gray carapace armor with some large augmentic eye array with three different lenses on it. You, uh, Martin, when you see it, you can tell quite clearly this array is not Imperial made. She's also got another Xenos weapon slung over her shoulder. You recognize the woman with the artificial eye thing as the leader of operations you saw in your vision. She strides forward. Like, who is, who are you? 
I'm feeling particularly merciful today, so I won't have you shot on sight. Please stay I, at your business. I think I think you'll find that that's a wise decision. This man here has betrayed you. Betrayed us. Well, uh, who is he exactly? Eldrick Marin. Don't know him. <laughs> uh, if you want to talk to Shade, he might know oh, him. Shade's here. Perfect. Well, not perfect for you. We'll give Eldrick yeah. Marin a little kick. Well, um, I can get him over Vox. She motions to one of the troopers who comes forward with a Vox caster and walks up to you. And um, hands you a, a Voxcaster uh, headset to put on. I put it on. He stands well to the side so that the line of fire from all his friends to you is very clear. <laughs> uh, none of them have relaxed at all, by the way. Okay. Also, Kethro, are you the only one who walked out with Eldrick Marion? I, I've decided I am the only one walking out into the open to face 15 <laughs> of these soldiers without any sort of cover other than a very broken body. Uh, I guess Zarkov doesn't man guns. Does he man the guns? Or can uh, Martin man all the guns by himself? Martin can still fire the guns from the co-pilot's seat. Specifically, you can fire the autocannons and the missile pods. I'm going to move towards the door that he left through. I'm not going to show myself, but I'm going to prepare to run out and grab him if uh, necessary <laughs> or give him cover. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I give them a uh, brotherly nod, you know, yeah, Xeno, heretics, unite thing as I take the Voxcaster headset. You see a, a voice um, speaking through a voice modulator, so that it's a very, like, distorted voice. So what brings you to my landing pad here? Don't worry, I can see you. Yeah. You were, are as prepared as my employers told me you were. I was asked... Who are your employers? And how did you find this? I hope you understand. I'm paid very well for discretion, but you're not the only one who greatly profits from this operation. The main point is, Eldrick Marin, the man in front of me, I motion with my bolt pistol, recently sold you two, at least two people. Which two are you referring to? You sound like you have two specific ones in mind. One was a psyker. Yes, those are very valuable. And the other one woman named Ophelia. Ophelia Oberon. Correct. She's in the holding cell, alive for now. The psyker, also in a special psychic holding cell, also alive for now. <laughs> I like to know what my clients want when they come in, it makes the negotiations go so much more smoothly, uh, but I can't I, tell what you want. It, I completely understand. Look, I'm trying to prevent a huge blowback as you are very much aware one of your captives is inquisition. They're heavily sniffing around and heavy sniffing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And all, and all, all my goal is, is to, Keep the operations completely hidden. It is our suspicion that the people traded to you have somehow been marked or tracked? And I'll give you this sniveling pile in exchange so that we may analyze and reverse engineer any new technology these two might be carrying on them so that our operation maintains hidden. They might be tracked right now. And the faster wow. we get these two away from your <clears throat> facility, Shade, the more we can draw any peering eyes towards some other remote spot. Hmm. Make a deceive roll for me at Ooh. minus 20. Oh boy. Might want to spend a fate point on that to plus 10. Yeah, I'll do it if I need to reroll. I'm going to reroll that. Hmm. <laughs> Come on. Good fate. Makes a scrutiny roll. He passes with one degree of success. Damn it. I have a, I have a yeah, contingency um, plan for this. What exactly did Ketho say? Oh, I basically said, I want to make a trade so that I can find and reverse engineer any tracking devices that were put into these people before they were given to you so we can make sure that you're safe so that the operation isn't 
ruins. Well, you see, the last thing I want to do with a captive psyker who's purportedly working for an Inquisition is let him out of the cage. So that is not going to happen. What about uh, what about that Ophelia one? We can do our work. We can do our work here. If that makes you feel well, better. Well, what are you offering me? Because so far, all I see is a business associate who managed to screw up and get himself captured or betray me. One of the two. What is it that you brought for me? Well, do you want him? No. He's no good to me now. I mean, I say, well, any technology that we find, you can put to use on your other operations off-world so that you don't get detected, even if fools like this one give Eldrick Marin a nice angry kick. Screw everything up by colluding with the Inquisition. <laughs> hmm. How did you find he was colluding with the Inquisition? Some good detective work. Uh, a lot of snooping, spying, and a good old interrogation. As you point to the state of his face. <laughs> yes. See, if I were in your position, I would have just shot the traitor and then told me through subordinates that there could be an Inquisition tracking device in one of my captives. That would have saved us both a lot of time, don't you think? Certainly. Now time to be flattering. <laughs> you are the most wise one. Shade um, passed the scrutiny test to see through Ketho's deceive test, by the way. Your your uh your reputation really does precede you. I hadn't thought that over. I'm more of a very, very direct, very hands-on kind of person. I don't have the, the network you have. I'm just trying to do my best with what I have, but point well taken. But we still need to plan from here. I can do my work here in my ship. So I won't leave until I, I have results. And I can make sure, I can guarantee that uh, Ophelia will be unspoiled. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. If you want to have Ophelia to take uh, a look, make sure she's got no bugs or something, whatever it is you're planning to do, I'll let you do that. But first, you're going to give me one of your crew members as collateral to hold until you're done with your investigation. Well, I have two things that Zarkov can do. He can totally be the red shirt. Uh, he's probably the most capable, even without weapons, for killing people and getting away. That being said, he could also, if able, he could sneak and follow and seek out more information or kill guards and uh, get the people we're looking for, if possible. But I don't know what you guys would prefer. It's a tough decision. I could hand myself over and say my crew will make the scan. You know, that's their expertise. I can offer to play Shade in a game of Regicide because I'm pretty yeah. good at it. Actually, I have some skill points in it. So Yeah, but see, I beat you. I am now <laughs> currently the champion among our crew. I think it's in Kevo's character not to let Zarkov go into unknown territory on his behalf. Aw, thanks. <laughs> So that's what I'll do. I'll go in. You guys get as much information as you can out of Ophelia. Uh, so I, I tell Shane, absolutely collateral. My crew will be able to perform the scan. Let me go inform them of the plan, and then I will be your collateral. Do you play Regicide? No. <laughs> do you want to learn? I'm pretty good. No. <laughs> do you have an underling? Sorry. Subordinate who plays Regicide? My lieutenant shot someone over a game of regicide once. <laughs> Is the lieutenant the person I'm standing next to? She's uh, the woman with the carapace armor and bionic eye. <laughs> she just gives a bit of a smile. You see, a couple of her teeth are missing. <laughs> Looks like not from gum disease, but from, from blunt trauma. Out. Yeah. So I look at her and I say, so I'll get the crew ready and then we'll uh, we'll play while we wait. She's like, well... You're going to be in a holding cell, so I don't think you're going to be playing much regicide. Well, I can give you the moves through the door. I mean, the, we can work our way around it. I've played regicide in many ways. She sort of ways. rolls her eyes a bit. <laughs> hey, look, I understand the whole make, thing. Make a charm test, Ketho. <laughs> I just don't want to be bored. 
Make a charm test. Yeah. Nope. She doesn't have enough inside. That's fine. All right. Well, I go in, back in. It's like, be right out. And uh, we'll just have a powwow. Two of the troopers follow you in. Okay. I tell the crew, all right, I'm going in. Have a nice little chat. I just lean over the, to the guards. Be cool. Scan the woman. If you find any devices, let us know. And then return her. I look at, uh, or point out in Martin's direction. Unharmed. Fully functional. <laughs> and, that's a, right. and that's about it. The guards sort of like motion for you. There's a, a man and a woman with uh, the um, gray armor and las guns that you're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Each one of them grabs one of your arms and leads you through the facility. I give them a shake and I put away my stuff and I say, "Tom, I'm going peacefully. I'll keep my hand, you know, I keep my hands in front of myself." All right. They uh, they just prod you on the back with the las gun. There we go. They, they walk you back. <laughs> We're conducting business. We're not savages. <laughs> they walk you to the back of the compound where uh, it looks like everything's in the middle of being packed up for departure. Can I make a note of the layout? Yes. Okay. It's pretty straightforward. It's just like there's a central open area where all the people walk through. There's tents and warehouse areas lining the outside. There's one fortified bunker area, which is like the command compound. And then there's adjacent to that, there are the holding cells that have presumably the prisoners. Right. Um, Do I see the one that might be tough enough to hold a psyker? You don't have like forbidden lore warp or anything relating to that so you wouldn't know exactly what a psyker containment cell looks like okay so you're not sure exactly which one you do notice um as you go by you see the cage with the fear cat in it who Mm -hmm. um looks at you and sort of like purrs in a way that's not entirely pleasant well i give it a a nod of please don't eat me later on (laughs) (laughs) its tongue goes out and licks around its mouth I'm like, I have a date with my own bolt gun. Thank you. My life is already taken by another object. Mm-hmm. The guards walk you over to one of the holding cells. They're like, well, weapons on the ground. They put them on the ground, so I want to see all these back when we were oh. exchanged. Yep, we had them back. All right. And so they go and they unlock the holding cell door, and they, uh woman in um, these just like gray fatigues comes out. She definitely matches the picture of Ophelia Oberon that you got. Long um, black hair, green eyes, and um, in the picture that you saw, she had a very like happy, smiling face, but now her face is a lot thinner, and um, she's got more of a uh, bewildered sort of look about her face as she's let out. I look, I look at her and I say, Ophelia? Yeah? Before she says anything, I say, I say perfect, I look at the guards. Remind my crew, fully functional. <laughs> For my sake, I give them a little smile. She uh, looks at you with this like look of disgust. The guards push you into the holding cell. Oh, is there any way I can shoot her like a really quick wink? Oh, no, actually, no. I'm not gonna. Do that. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. That could be really disastrous for me. They'll reveal all the good stuff when she's in there. All right. And I saw the micro beat on, so I go in the cell. Am I still able to talk to people? Do you want to conceal your microbead from them? Yes. Uh, make sleight of hand plus 20. They're going to check behind your ear. Uh, just because I don't wash behind there? <laughs> they don't find your microbead. They lock the door and then basically leave you alone as they walk uh, Ophelia back to the shuttle. Okay. Uh, uh, what's, in, what's in the holding cell? Is there anything? There's like a, a cot, a uh, little like toilet. Just looks like a it, it's over like a dugout in the ground. It's not like particularly functional plumbing. For someone who runs this kind of operation, I expect higher class holding cells. <laughs> it has a sink with like a little well used bar of soap and a tank of water connected to the sink. It's very sparsely furnished and it's um, ten feet on a side. Okay, I activate my microbead and I give a call in. Tyrus, you hear me? I read you. Perfect. I have to say, I am displeased with the state of this cell. Yeah. By the way, Tyrus, there's um, two more guards are standing at the entrance of the cargo bay. You might want to press the fact that our work is sensitive so that 
the guards should stay on the outside, but give them the the satisfaction that the engines are off so that you don't fly away. But they have mean collateral, so remember to leverage that. Something like that. Just, you know, get them off the ship so that you can talk to Ophelia and get as much information. And then please, I mean, unless she's, like, really awesome, but then please trade back. <laughs> I don't want to be sold. <laughs> I wish my suggestion power worked on two targets at once. You just kill one and then it works on the other. <laughs> you basically you just have to persuade them that the operation is very sensitive and that no one else can be on it. That's your order, and it can't be done until then. You know, just say you have your collateral. Get off the ship. Let us work. Okay, so I say, excuse me, but in order to scan, we're going to need uh, as little interference as possible. And unfortunately, your presence here is interfering with our scanning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Deceive at minus ten. They're not convinced. Yeah, I'm going to use my suggestion power. Is that single target only? Yes, it is. Okay. Go for it. So you got a lot of degrees of success. They uh, did not. So what? what's your suggestion that you're giving to them? That what I said before is truthful. <laughs> Basically, I'm saying... In order to successfully scan for tracking devices, we need as few people as possible in this area. Otherwise, it will interfere with the scanning process. Both of them say, like, no, we're not going to do that. And then suddenly one of them's like, actually, I think that's that's pretty legit. I think we should listen to him. (laughs) The other one, however, looks kind of in surprise. And then looks back at you. Uh, he rolled a two on his scrutiny roll, by the way. Damn. And then uh, looks back at you and then sort of like raises his last gun a little bit like, what's, what are you doing? And like lifts his hand to uh, touch his microbead that he has in his ear. Um, I go to do an intimidate check. Can I use uh, strength or weapon skill? Strength. Uh, okay. I'm going to raise my chainsword up to him and just be like, Cause trouble and your life will surely end. Do intimidate with minus 30 because he has at least a dozen heavily armed friends right outside the door. Since we got our fate points back, I'm going to do a fate point to do uh, plus 10. All so right. it's only minus 20. Mm-hmm. Damn it. You get your, um, because you're Arbides, you get to reroll that. God damn it. Nope. He just. Looks at you and like, uh, I make an attack. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. So attack roll. <laughs> when I see Ophelia, can I get her to a part of the ship that's far away from the guards and um, get her to safety? After Zarkov makes his attack, you sure can. Yeah. So uh, I can make her like, a full-on attack, like lightning attack and everything. You could do a lightning attack. Do an all-out attack, John. He won't count as surprised because he was already suspicious. He'll just be slightly alarmed. No! Frickin' hell. Womp. You have your, your other sword as well. I'll let you attack with both. I don't even... Zarkov's been having a bad time. You lunge at the security guard, revving your chainswords to life, but he's ready for you and raises his last gun to block and knock your strikes aside. His buddy, like, turns on his microbead and yells, like, code red, code red. Oh, boy. Here we go. Do I hear this on my microbead? While this is happening, Ketho, in your head, you hear a voice. It sounds sort of like um, if you hear someone talking on the other side of a thick wall, but it's, like, directly in your head. That's um, true. You hear a voice, an unfamiliar voice, saying, like, this is Romulus, still alive. I'll help you. Things <laughs> going badly out there. <laughs> this is the last, last of my strength. Go with the Emperor. And then you hear the um, a slight warping of metal, and then your cell door pops open. It looks like the lock was made of putty, and someone just like grabbed it with their hand and crushed it. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh my I'm God. going to make a... Oh, hey, he pushed and rolled doubles, so that means it doesn't cause perils of the warp. Huh. Awesome. 
he actually managed to do it. Yeah. I I quickly respond. Emperor, be with you, brother. Mm-hmm. He's probably dead now. Your weapons are lying on the ground outside, and your door is unlocked. As this happens, you hear the sound of lots of las guns start to fire. I'm gonna grab my weapon. <laughs> and at this point, I actually think I've got to head out. You guys made a lot of progress in this, so each person will get how about uh, 350 XP. Sweet. I have much to spend. Are we allowed to spend it right before combat? <laughs> um, yeah, you can spend it between the session. Yes. Um, so if you want to spend it right now and get some combat-relevant stuff... then I'll, probably, I'll probably spend it next time. Mm-hmm. Go do some research and planning. So uh, when we next come back, many heretics will die. Hopefully not many acolytes will die. <laughs> Alright, so that'll do it for the day then. But yes, uh, thank sure you everybody shot. for coming out. Thank you, Eric. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find us online at itsprobablyheresy.wordpress.com. And if you see anything heretical, you can contact the Acolytes at itsprobablyheresy at gmail.com. Purple!